Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord Jesus. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the Apostle Peter wrote two letters that the early church received and copied and saved and sent around to be read. These letters are letters that instruct and encourage the Lord's people. The Holy Spirit inspired St. Peter to write them, and he inspired the people to accept them as Scripture, as the Word of God, because the Church through two millennia has needed them. Peter wrote his first letter to the believers whom he called Exiles of the Dispersion, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and for sprinkling with his blood. You, too, have been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. God has called you out of darkness. He has given you faith to believe that Jesus died for your sins, that he rose from the dead and lives today, interceding for you with his own blood at the right hand of God. And that faith, the adoption that has made you sons and daughters of God in baptism, your incorporation into the true Israel of God by faith has done something else, too. It's made you exiles of the dispersion. An exile is one who is not living in his native land. All who believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior have become citizens of heaven. I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. Jerusalem the golden, the place of peace and rest. So Peter is writing to us, here and now, who are exiles in this world, and who long for Christ's second coming, and the new heaven and new earth that will be our eternal home. One of the consequences of being exiles in this world is that there is often suffering, Peter writes, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. He goes on to say, Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful Creator. Peter says, Don't be surprised when suffering comes to test you. Remember that Jesus suffered too, and rejoice in the fact that you're sharing in His suffering, and you're blessed because the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If it's God's will that you suffer, then entrust your soul to a faithful Creator. Really, Peter? How can you say that? Oh, that's right. The Holy Spirit had you say that because I needed to hear it. We certainly know that Christians throughout the ages have suffered for the name of Jesus. Many Christians today suffer as well. Just recently, a woman in Central Asia was fired from her job teaching Russian at a national university when officials found out that she was a Christian. China has begun to crack down on Christian churches not registered with the government. 
One very large church was recently bulldozed because they were an unofficial church, meaning they had not subjected themselves to communist regulation. Many Christians in China have been sent to re-education camps, sometimes for up to two years because of their faith. Two years ago, on Mother's Day, in Indonesia, three Christian churches were bombed, killing ten and injuring another forty. ISIS claimed responsibility. An Iraqi Christian shared his faith with an elderly family member who was about to die. The man was killed, apparently by some of his own family. For a good deal of the world, being a Christian means opening yourself up to suffering. Here in the United States, there is very little open persecution of Christians. You might see a Christian judge or a Christian politician raked over the coals in their confirmation hearing because people are afraid a Christian might be prejudiced against non-Christians. There certainly are cases where Christians stand up for God's values regarding marriage or abortion or sexuality and they're condemned for it or they lose their jobs or something else. But no one is bulldozing churches or putting Christians in prison or re-education camps. People are not generally in fear for their lives or have to hide the fact that they profess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Thank God for that. So, if I'm not undergoing any persecution, is Peter really writing to me? Well, the really long answer is yes. Peter says, Don't be surprised when fiery trials come your way. If you are suffering, entrust your soul to the faithful Creator. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Cast your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. The devil would like to devour you. Resist Him, firm in your faith. In a little while, the God of all grace will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. We all have anxieties, and a good number of us have had what we would call fiery trials come our way. If you haven't, just be patient. One or more will come. They may be just around the corner. Fiery trials may take the form of some grave illness or weakness or pain that seems to strangle all the happiness out of life. It may be a nervous fear of what might happen, or the heavy grief that envelops us when a dear loved one is taken away. It may be financial hardship that robs us of the security of a good income or retirement. It might be a deep loneliness, or the hurt from a broken relationship that threatens to overwhelm us. Maybe you're enduring one of these or any number of other fiery trials right now. Maybe you've gone through one in the past, or maybe yours is still on the horizon. The Holy Spirit speaks to you today, through the Apostle Peter, who certainly endured his own fiery trials, culminating in his own martyrdom for Jesus. Peter's words are for you today. If you are suffering... Put yourself under the mighty hand of your Creator. 
Cast your anxieties, your questioning, your cares, your worries, your fears, your inadequacy, your weakness, your grief on Him. Go to God in prayer. Bear your heart to Him because He loves you and He cares for you like no other. He created you. He sent His Son to die for you. Christ rose from the dead and ascended into heaven for you and mediates for you with God the Father. God loves you like no other. Humble yourself under His mighty hand because He knows your trial and He knows too what His plan is for you. His plan to test you and strengthen you like gold in a crucible that is put into the fire and comes out pure. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. The devil prowls like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He would tempt you to think that because you are undergoing a fiery trial, God doesn't care about you. God has abandoned you. God has let you down. Resist him, Peter says, firm in your faith, and knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. God does care about you. He has not abandoned you, nor has he let you down. Rather, in your baptism, he has lifted you up. He has gathered you to himself. He has made you part of his own body. Christ is the head, and we are his body. And if the head suffered, then the body will also. Don't be surprised if you suffer, but entrust your soul to the faithful Creator. Resist the devil and his temptations. Remain firm in your faith. On December 9, 2018, police in Chengdu, China, carried out a massive raid against a large, unofficial, unregistered Christian church. They shut down the school and the seminary that the church operated, and they arrested more than 100 church members, including Elder Li Yingquang. Hours before his arrest, Li wrote a letter to the congregation. In it, Li said, Thank the Lord. Just as the year 2018 is about to end, God has given us a reward in the form of this large-scale persecution that arrived on December 9th. Then Lee instructed the church to face this persecution, this fiery trial, according to the words of St. Peter in our reading. He said, Rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings. Lee went on to say, Thank the Lord for being with us in this trial. Thank the Lord for cultivating us according to His true word. Thank the Lord for training us through these days of hardship. Thank the Lord for sculpting us through today's persecution. May the Lord give us great joy and true hope and make us strong through reliance on Him. Is the Lord sculpting you today through some hardship? Is God giving you the opportunity to exercise your faith 
to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, to rely solely on Him, and to say with Job, Though He slay me, yet will I hope in Him? St. James opens his letter to the church by saying, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Where do we get the strength to endure the fiery trial? Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The strength, the patience, the perseverance to endure our trials comes from the Lord. The Lord is your keeper. He will keep your life. He who made heaven and earth will be your helper. In Peter's words, Let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful Creator. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Have you ever been in the midst of some trial, some cross you were bearing, and been encouraged by a brother or sister in Christ who had gone through some trial of their own? Is God preparing you to be that encourager? Someone to walk alongside a brother or sister who is bowing under the weight of their trial? Is God sculpting you so that you can pray for others? Show through your support and consolation that you understand what they're going through. To encourage them to hold fast to their faith in a mighty and loving God who cares for them. Peter ends our reading by saying, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Our trials may last for years, and while we're enduring them, they may seem to go on forever. But Peter, who was martyred in 68 AD, reminds us to view these sufferings, these trials, in light of the eternal glory that we will enjoy with Christ. God will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you for eternity. I want to leave you with the image of sheep following their shepherd. Imagine that this shepherd is leading his flock down a steep and rocky mountain. At times, it looks as though he's leading the sheep over a precipice. 
but then we find that there is a narrow path cut across the face of the sheer mountainside. Here and there the sheep is tempted to stop following the shepherd, to strike out on its own, thinking that it surely can find a better way, a safer path, a way that is not so narrow or so full of suffering, a way where the path seems easier and broader, a way that would have less pain, more tangible assurance, something that we can hold in our hands or see with our eyes or hear with our ears. We imagine that we know the way to avoid suffering, and we are tempted to think that the shepherd is not caring for us. But the shepherd is teaching us to simply follow. Put your faith in God alone, not in anything around you, not even in yourself, but wholly and only in God. Entrust your soul to the faithful Creator. To Him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.